This is Fox Talk with me, Emily Stites, a show about nothing but everything in between accidental entrepreneurship, intentional beauty boss business, and a whole lot of foxing around, bringing you strategies and hacks with a few of my finest and foxiest friends. Thanks for listening. Today in the treat room, I am actually getting my brows done by my sweet mate or my shop mate, Hannah Fisher. And I wanted to interview her because I just really admire and respect how she really took her time in the industry, um, getting her aesthetic license. She's a long time and well-known makeup artist and she recently got her esthetician license and is um, working right across the hall from me. So I just wanted to pick her brain a little bit about how she got started in the industry. Oh, you can hear my family in the background. You guys, I have been secretly recording these um, podcasts and edit and um, posting them like every Wednesday for the last two Wednesdays. So I wanted to be consistent. So I told myself today, today it goes up no matter what, even if that means my family being crazy in the background. So anyways, I think she has some really great insight and tips on getting started and just doing her own thing. Okay, tell me about your makeup journey. You've been a brow or a makeup artist for ten years, but you started at at a, as a ceramicist. Is that how you say for it? Ten, that is how you say it. I don't know if I would call myself a ceramicist, okay. <laughs> but I went to college and got a degree in psychology. And the plan was to then, at some point, move on to um, grad school and become a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And I finished, and I was just over school right and my husband had decided he wanted to go to law school so I was like perfect I'll take a little break and my time going through school I was working for a small um, ceramic art tile business um, here in San Luis which was started by the um, owners of Hans Gallery oh okay cool and so I worked with him because my brother had worked with him and it was just a little part-time job thing and I ended up Working for working there for about seven years, doing all everything, and but what does that mean? Everything like what do you do? Oh my god! So you but you're not a ceramicist, but you were like well, yeah, because I just I feel like a ceramicist is more creative, mm-hmm. and I learned like I would make glazes from recipes, and I would. Um, slip cast molds for tiles for all these different orders that would come in for um we were like a third party supplier mm-hmm. for um showrooms mm-hmm. and i ended up like making the tile firing the tile and then i learned how to work on the kilns if they went down it's just i kind of learned every aspect of the business from m- learning how to make the liquid version of the clay to the glazes to glazing the tiles to trimming the tiles to all kind of everything I learned every aspect of it over the time plus then the accounting and the order entry and all the customer service stuff related to it because it was really small yeah but it was a relatively high volume business and so I ended up just learning everything so I've always kind of used my hands Mm -hmm. a lot but I've also been in a lot of customer service situations too and like a little bit of retail but 
this is why probably being an esthetician is so perfect for you because you yes have done it all yeah absolutely and, so, and I like the business aspect of it and I think a lot mm-hmm. of times people especially in uh, fine art or a service industry don't necessarily like the business aspect yeah. of it and I, I do I love spreadsheets I love all of the things so it's very helpful I think in that respect that yeah I've had that kind of experience and then did the aesthetics thing a little bit later in life yeah but so seven years you worked there and Mm -hmm. then when did you become a makeup artist full-time and oh my gosh years after that um I'm aging myself but after that I worked for a different manufacturer I worked for slime tire sealant in um Grover Beach and I um was a customer service rep and sales assistant for them for their international market and wow did that for like three years mm-hmm. while I got and then got pregnant mm-hmm. and basically never went back there because I was not happy and the hairstylist I was going to at the time she was like um you hate your job, you know, because your hairstylist is totally like your you're therapist, your bartender, you're not, yeah. You're yeah. Not. So it just goes with the territory. Yeah. And she was like, you need to be a makeup artist. You love makeup. Your makeup always looks really nice. And I was like, uh, I can't do that. I'm very, a very by the book kind of person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, um, I'm going to need four years of schooling, some certificate to tell me that I'm allowed to do this. And she's like, no, in California, you can, if you're not in a salon, you can be a makeup artist. And I basically became a makeup artist that day. (laughs) She was like, I will give you my clients when you feel like you're ready. And I said, okay. And then she called me about a week or two later and was like, I have your first client. And I said, I'm not ready. And she goes, yeah, I know. You would never be ready if I waited until you said you were ready you would never be ready. So I just booked it. And I went, oh, I'm going to die. And I didn't die. And it just went from there. It just went like gangbusters from there. And it was so nice because with a new baby and all that, it was flexible. I could do, it was weekends. So my husband was home because he has a very traditional schedule. Yeah. So it was like, okay. Yeah, this is this is workable, and yeah. he liked me a lot more because I was happier. Yeah, and you were like creative, and you were making money, mm-hmm. and yeah. And he's like, "Oh, she's so much more pleasant to be around because I, you know, I was the I'd get to work at six in the morning when I wasn't on the clock until eight, and I would leave at seven p.m. when I was supposed to leave at five. And, yeah, and yeah. Stress when I got home, I couldn't leave it at mm-hmm. work because there was always something left to be done. And he was like, "You need to get out of this because you're miserable." Yeah. And I did. But I feel like by a lot like the uh the grace of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I feel like I met the right people at the right times yeah. and it just it helped so much. Yeah. And so being that you're by the book and you like spreadsheets and stuff, did you instantly like figure out, okay, how do I make a business about out of this or did you just start with like the art part of it and like I started with the art part. I started, business-wise, I had a budget. Right. That was my, it was, like, always budget. I grew up with a very budgeted, um, financially responsible, really frugal family. Mm -hmm. And so that was really helpful. Um, And 
then the business part, I think, just kind of came as I went. Because it did, even though I started quickly, it grew slowly. And I had the flexibility of having my husband working full-time and having a successful business. Mm-hmm. I had the um, the luxury, I guess, yeah. of moving a little bit more slowly. So it was very... It was kind of methodical, mm-hmm. so it all kind of fell together without really feeling like I was, you know, putting together a business plan or having a plan, mm-hmm. just because it all came so slowly. But I did, yeah. I once I got into doing makeup and primarily weddings, I was always the one that was like, "Oh, I'll put together the schedule. Oh, I'll send out the billing. Oh, I'll do this. I'll follow up with the client." It was very that part satisfied, kind of the the nerdy business side for me too because I like both I like academics a lot but then I also like art so it's this business is kind of perfect that way yeah definitely and then so you were a makeup artist for 10 years until you decided before you decided to get yeah. your aesthetics license? It was, and I knew I would, I knew I would at some point. And it's funny, all the girls that I've worked with over time were very much like, yeah, right. I'm like, no, I will. I just, I need to have the hours blocked, you know, being kind of the, the planner. It was very much like a, once I, ha- I know I have the time and I have mm-hmm. my hours available and things blocked off and the kids get a little bit older because then I had a, another baby mm-hmm. and it became... Like, a, no, I'm, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it my way, and I'm not going to get pressured by anybody else to go yeah. do it now and do yeah. it this way and do this and get this, because it was very much like, nope, I know what I'm doing. And so both of my kids got a little bit older. They were both in school, and I was like, okay, now I'm going to do it. It's perfect. It's perfect. I'm going to do it now. And um, sure enough, I had been in school for, mm, I was almost done with the program. And fortunately, I only had about 60 clock hours left to complete, and COVID hit. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, you know, we're flexible. It's fine. Nobody can work anyway, so, yeah, it's fine. And so then it was just basically a waiting game. They had online schooling available, Mm -hmm. so I could clock hours. Mm -hmm. And... um, but at the tail end of your aesthetics program, like that's forty facials you could, or six, you know, forty oh. facials, or in twenty book hours, or whatever oh. and you could have done that you missed out on. Exactly that it was like okay, well, I guess that experience just is over. Is not gonna. Is the, yeah, uh, the the aesthetic school experience that I had was very different, and I felt worse for the poor people that started or had just started before, yeah. before the shutdown. Cause then it was like, oh my gosh, they, they don't even know what they're doing yeah. yet. They don't know what the program's about yet. Yeah. But how many weddings did you miss out on going to the aesthetics program? Like, cause you have to go Saturdays, right? No, they had oh, just really? changed it to Monday through Friday, but they didn't oh. even have Saturday as an option. So I was, I was like, oh man, I wish I could have gone Saturdays because I would have gotten out early, you know? Cause that's my mindset is always like, if I could finish in this amount of time. Well, if I did an extra day, I could finish in this amount of time. Oh, and don't they have some type of labor law where you can't go more than 40 hours or something? So I, yes, I'm pretty sure, but I think that there are ways around it. Yeah. Um, 
So see, they were closed on Mondays when I went, so I drove down to that Aesthetics International. Yeah, like every Monday, so I could get extra. You're hours. like, okay, I'm going down here because I was pregnant. Yeah, and y- yeah, so you know, it's yeah. so, like you've got. But I think it's it's more difficult, but in a way, it's also better. I think because when you have that other actual life happening already you're so much more motivated in a different way and I don't think you're deterred as easily or Mm -hmm. irritated by as many you know things maybe that are associated with the curriculum that you might have been otherwise because it's like oh no you just roll with the punches we just figure it out we make it work yeah and yeah so that was very much like a well okay this is a this is a different thing that we're gonna experience here yeah um, but that, that was almost fine. Um, but it was the wait. Um, I had to wait eight months to take my boards. That's such bullshit. Excuse mm-hmm. me, but that is such bullshit. Yeah. Cause it was closed and then some weird thing happened with, uh, the girl and I who graduated at the same time. Um, it was almost like they overlooked us somehow. Um, cause people that graduated after us started getting their dates and we were like, Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, so I emailed and called and got a hold a hold of a um, like our a rep- a state representative because fortunately I knew one indirectly through my husband. He's like, oh, I wonder if he is. It's a state. It's a it's yeah. state board. I wonder if he. You know, they're probably in the same office. And so, yeah. fortunately for me, I was able to talk to, actually talk to somebody because I'm sure you know you can't get a hold of yeah. anybody at state board. Nobody yeah. answers a phone. Yeah. It's emails and their stock emails. Mm-hmm. And um, so finally, I got a date, and it was like, okay, yeah. So I graduated in March, took an exam in November. <laughs> And fortunately passed, and it was a good experience and, and all that. But it was, it was quite the road. Quite the road. But totally worth it. But then weird, because then it was like, okay, now I have my license, but I can't really do anything. <laughs> but yeah. it forced me um, to, well, it gave me the opportunity to get my business stuff all dialed in mm-hmm. in a way that I wanted to without also having to work on clients and do that kind of stuff so it took pressure off I think that way yeah and it gave you a chance to get your room all cute too exactly it gave me a chance to spend money at Blackwater on all my stuff (laughs) yeah you got kind of frustrated at the end there you're like I don't have a date but I want the room yeah I know I'm like I'll pay for the room early I'm like I'm not gonna make you pay when you can't even do anything I'm like but I don't care I want the room I want it I want everything all it's like it was yeah I knew I just knew I wanted to be here and I was like I just I don't even care I knew you were gonna be here (laughs) I knew it I was like "Mm, I'm not even gonna try and put it out there for anyone else I I was so appreciated that well I feel like it was one of those things where it was just kind of meant to be totally it was I think I had commented on a post of yours and then you had reached out and I'm like, how's the makeup business during this whole thing? And, you know, it kind of went from there. I was like, oh, wait, I'm in this, I finished my aesthetics program and blah, 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 blah. I was like, hey, wait a minute. I have a room. Yeah. So like, yes. Because I knew I didn't want to be 
in a salon and I knew I didn't want to be at a spa and I was fortunate enough to be in the industry on some level already. Mm-hmm. So I knew I would be able to build business relatively quickly. And then, cause you're like a little angel, you gave me a brow, a bunch of your brow clients. And so it was like it, I knew, I knew I could do it. It was like, it yeah. wasn't, I wasn't scared of it at all. It wasn't, it didn't yeah. feel risky in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And so have you had some of your makeup clients come I have. to you? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I have, which is nice. And I feel like that goes hand in hand. I mean, even when I'm microblading someone, I'm like, oh, your skin looks a little dry down here. Like, let me put this stuff on it while your numbing solution sets. And they're like, wait, what? You what is that? Yeah. yeah, same with when you're doing someone's makeup, I bet. You're like, mm, doing a little mini skin consultation mm-hmm. on them. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's such an authentic interaction, too, because you're really noticing these things. And yeah. it's not, it doesn't feel so... Um, it doesn't feel, you know, businessy. It doesn't feel, it's all very natural. Like you Mm -hmm. say, everything fits together really, really well. And is very, um, has just a natural flow to it, I think. And they all work better with each other. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely, um, kind of a no brainer. So now can I ask why you didn't just combine your makeup business and your aesthetics business? Or do you, do you, and I just don't know, I guess. Um, I, I kind of do. I mean, I have it, um, as far as, you know, service listings and stuff like that, it's all Mm -hmm. listed together on my same blue dot website Mm -hmm. and, and all that, um, marketing wise, it's just been a, I don't know how to, you know, make probably, um, ignorance on my part like uh, oh I don't but know. as far as like spreadsheets and business as as, wise it's all the same business it's yes oh okay, yeah. I see. yeah so in name and social media and all that stuff that's kind of been like the last to follow or work itself mm-hmm. out um but all business wise and um uh accounting wise and all that all that good stuff it's all it's all the same oh good yeah yeah because it was like oh man I can't I don't want to have two separate businesses yeah I don't have to I mean, I love business, but no, I don't love business that much. Yeah. Like, I, I like the office duties. I don't love business <sighs> so much. Yeah. This month I'm going to like separate and kind of audit my own businesses, like sweet spot oh, versus good. brow yeah. box. And what? Um, <laughs> yeah. You're like, yay. Oh. Yeah, and so that's one of those things where it's like, no, I'd definitely rather be seeing clients than yeah, dealing yeah, with yeah. this crap. Yeah. But it's so rewarding, I feel like, at the end, though. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it, how empowering, too, to look at all that stuff and look at all your businesses and look at and, and go, just oh my see gosh. What, where am I losing money? Where am yeah. I making money? And the fact thing. that you're smart enough to do that, to have, to evaluate it or, you know, be aware of the fact that, changing a few little things, stopping, to, mm-hmm. stopping doing this and starting doing this yeah. is going to provide that kind of stability for you. And some people would just, just keep on doing, you know, make more or do more or add more can't and that'll it work all. it out. And you, you just can't, mm-hmm. I mean, you might be able to for a year or yeah. whatever, but that's not sustainable at all. Yeah. Well, I'm coming up on a year that... Kelsey, Kansas has been in here. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. 
Yes, yeah, so awesome. that's kind of crazy. Like I have been burning the candle from like, both ends for, for a year. A year. And had a baby in between. So. It's just a small detail. <laughs> yeah, so I need to figure out. You have lots of babies. You have baby businesses and baby yeah. humans. Yeah. <laughs> I just really want to make sure that like the sweet spot is dialed in. Yeah. And can run, like say the brow fox wasn't in a sweet. It right. would still run. Run it. You know? so, yeah, totally. Not that I plan on moving out of my suite anytime soon. I just, but you know, if someone was interested to in have that purchasing option, this or yeah, something, I want my like, numbers to be like clean. So it's like, here's what the suite spot to know exactly is. what everything does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just, I mean, that's just good. That's just good business. Mm-hmm. Like planning for. Well, if I think if we've ta- been taught anything over this last COVID yeah. experience, it's been. You can never plan enough right. or too much. Right. Even though you can't ever know exactly what's going to happen or not going to happen, but you yeah. can always have more plans in place. And so has wedding season just been... Wait, it's Saturday and you're here. Yeah, Do you, you I, have a wedding this weekend? I have, No, I've been really selective. I kind of went into it once I decided I was going to do this, went into it thinking like, okay, I'm going to be super selective. Mm-hmm with the weddings I take and how many I take and, um, and eventually we'll probably not take many, Mm -hmm. um, mostly like friends of friends and that kind of thing. Um, but so I only, I think I only have on my books this wedding season about 15 or so total. (laughs) Which, which when I say it out loud, I'm like, oh, that's that's so many. But, um, but yeah, it used to, I think the first, the first couple of years I had like 60 weddings and it was like, this is great. And that burnout real fast. Yeah. And that was like, yeah, that's great, but I don't really want to do that. That's a lot of work. And I would do a lot. I mean, the traveling and the packing and the unloading and yeah. And the all the energy and, of a bride yeah. and all their bridesmaids and, all their, and mother of yes. the brides. Holy shit. Which yeah. it, that's generally where the, most of the energy goes to like the mother of the bride or the um, mother of the groom. It's very. So you can trim my brows if you'd like. I'd like you to. If you're, like, to you're like, you're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. I haven't touched them because I was growing them out. You're like, they look so good. Oh good. I can't wait to see them. Like, oh, they look so good. Oh, yeah, I sing a lot, too. I, I sing, I sing in a, I'm like a musical. Love it. <laughs> my kids do now, too. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. That's I was cute. like, ah, they have my disease. My husband's like, oh, my God. So are they going to all sing everything? Like, mm-hmm, their prices. So do you feel like when you get home from work doing this job versus wedding makeup, do you you're not as drained or mm-hmm. are you more drained because you're having to flip gears from like brow henna to facial i i think that actually almost gives me more energy oh okay to like to have that variety i mm-hmm. think gives me a little bit more energy than um Same doing like now. oh my gosh yeah because i didn't like at the beginning i would do as many bridesmaids as they had as long as they yeah. let me start early enough it was like and now I can't even imagine that. And I see people that mm-hmm. still do that many people without help and or people that are starting out and are like, oh, yeah, I'll do eight people. I'm like, oh, my God, I'd rather yeah. die. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. Well, how are you? Because I could imagine, like, during 
a wedding, it's like, that's the topic. How do you know so-and-so? Well, well, now you have like eight random people coming in a day yeah. from all different walks of life. You have no idea what to expect. Like, yep. is that more, is that a little more difficult, like coming up with conversation or is, is it like, be quiet, I'm giving you a facial type thing or? It's, it's not. And okay. I don't know if it's a personality thing mm-hmm. um, or the fact that giving a facial is kind of nice because it does afford you the natural kind of quiet mm-hmm. that's not awkward. Yeah. Um, even though sometimes it can feel awkward because you're like, do they want to talk? Yeah. Uh, should I say something? Should I turn the music up louder? Yeah. Which is kind of, the, it. there is that. Yeah. There, I saw a meme the other day that was saying something that was like, um, it was all things that go through your head while you're giving a facial. And it was like, can this person breathe? Is the steam too hot? Are they asleep? Did they just snore? Like, is the pressure good enough? Is it too much? Uh, do they feel awkward? Is the music loud? Did they just hear my stomach growl? Like, there was yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, it's so true. So true. It's so true. I am so thankful for those esthetician memes because <gasps> oh. unless you have, like, a good esty friend, you know, you get home with your husband and you're like, you, you can't. You don't understand they don't get what it. I went They're through like, all day oh, long. okay. But these memes, you're like, thank God, Bro, someone oh else. Oh my God, it's so true. <laughs> someone else feels what someone I feel. Someone else feels this craziness. Yeah, no, it's so it's it's so nice, and that's why it was because I was so torn when I was in school. So I was like, okay, I don't want to be in a salon and I don't want to be at a spa, but I want people around that have more experience than I mm-hmm. do. And I want people I can learn from and people that I can just decompress with and go, oh, my God, I know you just heard that. Or what do you do when this happens? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And so it's so nice. I feel like here it's like the best of both worlds. It really is. Like it was so nice when I came in your room earlier and I'm like, so my client that no-showed accidentally Venmoed me. Yeah. Like no one in in my family or a random friend could understand they're that, like you know, but it was like, oh thank you for feeling my pain like ah you get for a this second. yes or like i'm like oh my client got their time wrong mm-hmm. it's like mm, been there and then on the flip side it'd be like look at this brow i just did yeah oh my god nobody's <laughs> yeah look how much your hair grew yeah and our husbands no yeah there's not they're like yeah, this look cool. Is this supposed to go like that? And you're like, oh my god, yes, it's supposed to go like that. Ooh, you drive me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they just don't, you know, they don't get it unless they get it. Like, I want you to go to aesthetic school so you can so you can know what I'm feel talking about. Pain. So you can feel my pain. Or, like, one of my main things, I'm like, do you hear the squeaking of my chair? It's all, rant, rant. I'm yeah. like, I didn't fart. <laughs> I didn't do it. I, was, I swear to God, I didn't. No, I promise you, it was my freaking chair. <laughs> Why don't I try yeah. not to use leather? <laughs> and this is sweet. This is a side effect. Damn it. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. No, I'm always like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. All right, pretty lady, take a look. Anyways, you guys, there you have it. The biggest takeaway I got from this interview with Hannah is to just trust in yourself and do things at your own pace. Just because you have your esthetician license and um, 
you know, it doesn't mean you have to jump into being a brow expert and a facial expert and also do lashes and also do microblading or open up your place right away. You can totally go at your own speed, pick your thing and just go your own way.